on this part two episode of Fantasy NFL Today. All hail the Chiefs! Or not. Doom and gloom on this episode. Look, I'm an honest guy. I'm giving it to you up front at the beginning, at the top of this pod. I like the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nothing to take away from these players. But those ADPs are looking mighty high. You'll find out exactly what I'm talking about and much, much more. And it all starts now. Fantasy NFL Today presented by Hoopball. Today is still Wednesday, July 28th. I am still your host, Anthony Germain, and you can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday. That's all one word on Twitter. Welcome back to this special doubleheader today. We had just broken down the San Diego Chargers in part one as we bump over to the Kansas City Chiefs here in part two. And the theme of this episode is temptation. The desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. That's the definition of temptation. And that is our theme for this episode. And I know a lot of you are not going to like this or think it's foolish, but we have to fight the temptation when we're talking about these Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey stocks have all reached an all-time high. They're expensive, and we don't like expensive here on Fantasy NFL Today. We like value. We're cheap. We get bang for our buck. What do they say in the stock market, folks? Sell high, buy low, and the same applies right here. You never want to buy the stock when it's at its highest point. You always buy the dip. And none of these guys are on a dip. They're all ranked number one overall at their respective positions for the quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. So unfortunately, I'm going to break it off for you right at the top here. I'm going to spare you the agony. If you're following my robust running back strategy, you're not going to like this because we're not going to end up with any of these guys Unless by miracle, somehow they fall to us. But I promise you, there is a nugget in here somewhere. So let's start with the big show. Patrick the Frog. Patrick the Frog here. Yes, Patrick Mahomes, the king of the quarterbacks. Going as a late second round pick as the quarterback one overall in the rankings this year. He's been the most valuable quarterback in the NFL over the past three seasons by more than a full win. He truly is the best. I love Patrick Mahomes. I really do, guys. But we're talking about fantasy. And in fantasy, we need value. Last season, Mahomes finished as the quarterback four behind Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Aaron Rodgers, who all went much later in the draft. This is why it's important to never grab your quarterback in the first round like Mahomes was coming off the boards last year. Although an absolute beast, and honestly, I think he's the most exciting quarterback to watch in the NFL. Grabbing your quarterback that early is never advised since the position goes deep and there's only so many elite running backs to be had. 
getting someone like Mahomes in the second round is going to put you at a disadvantage at all the other skill positions, and you'll find yourself chasing the entire draft. Remember, we need to build out that foundation. Make sure that infrastructure is sound with heavy volume running backs within the first two rounds. If you take Mahomes in round two, you're not going to be able to secure a steady RB2 in round three, and now you're falling behind on elite wide receivers. It becomes a chasing game with you picking up the scraps or worse, reaching for guys a round or two later in order to catch up. I know it's hard to fight the temptation. Temptation is a mother effer, but you got to bite the bullet and plow through. You can easily pick up guys like Lamar Jackson two rounds later after filling your skill positions or my personal favorite this year, Justin Herbert in round five. We want to grab an elite quarterback. That's not the issue here, but we want to start looking for that quarterback in round five unless you're in a prime position to go grab Lamar Jackson in round four. It's just that Jackson's ability with a floor of 1,000 rushing yards makes him that much more valuable to go get a little bit earlier. So as much as I love Patty, and trust me, again, I do love me some Patty Mahomes. His ADP makes it virtually impossible to roster if you're following my robust running back draft strategy. I'm going to keep hitting the nail on the head on this, guys. It's a bulletproof draft strategy. The more workhorses you can pad your team with, the higher your chances become of making that deep playoff run. Steal as many of them as you can because the more you have, the less your opponents have. Let me say that again. The more of these running backs you have, the less of the running backs your opponents have. Which means as the injuries begin to pile on, their teams are getting weaker and the more likely it is that your team can withstand the shakeup. Weaken your opponents. Don't let them get the running backs. Let them scrape the bottom of the barrel and collect all the guys that split carries. I hope you're understanding this by now. It's really that simple. It's not always about having the best players on your team it's about not letting anyone else get the power. Let the people come to your doorstep begging for help. Be ruthless. So don't be that guy who drafts Mahomes in the second round. Solidify your running backs, grab a premier wide receiver, and wait. Be patient. Fight the temptation. Speaking of running backs, I know I sound like a running back fiend, there's a special running back on this team that I think's being overlooked. And quite frankly, he's on the verge of a breakout. This is the chief we want and makes the most logical sense to go get. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And last year, he disappointed all of his fantasy owners after catching some serious heat, screaming up the draft boards, coming off as a mid-first round pick. If you'll remember, Damian Williams went down, causing Clyde Edwards Hilaire to shoot up the boards. He was terrible on the goal line, only converting two of his 10 opportunities to score. But the fact that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire even got those opportunities and continued to get those opportunities should be good news moving forward as he enters the season as the team's number one back with no threat. There's really no threat this year. And with that revamped Kansas City offensive line, fantasy players can expect some strong positive touchdown regression. The new line that they put together comes in as the 7th best unit and should certainly provide a major boost in that run game. 
There's a reason they scrapped that line from last year, and it wasn't for lack of pass protection. Andy Reid has always predicated his offense off strong running back play out of the backfield with bubbles and screen plays. And this new line is geared for just that. This gives Clyde Edwards-Hilaire serious RB1 upside, and we're getting him as a late second round slash early third round pick because of the bad taste he left in your mouth. Remember, he was only a rookie last year. He only has room to improve and go up. All things considered, he actually wasn't that bad. He averaged 15.9 fantasy points and 21.3 touches per game through his first six weeks before the team brought in Le'Veon Bell. His 505 rushing yards over those first six starts was ranked second in the league. And now there's no Le'Veon Bell. And Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon mean nothing. They mean nothing. Andy Reid has never missed on a running back throughout his career. Deuce Staley, Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, inherited Jamal Charles. Kareem Hunt was great until he had his little off-the-field incident. And now we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was drafted in the first round last year, guys. First round running backs. They don't sit. They don't take a back seat. They're not really drafted to split carries. He hasn't even begun to peak. LaShawn McCoy took a season before he peaked. Trust me on this. Offensive line and running back is and has always been the key to Reed's offense. With one year under his belt and time to fully adjust to the league, I'm expecting a major breakout from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's going to finish as an RB1, not the RB1, but in the RB1 stratosphere, and we're drafting him to be our RB2, so this makes him a phenomenal get, especially in my robust running back draft strategy. He is a must-have in 2021. In fact, I'm probably going to have to go back and update my top 10 running backs now. And like I mentioned, the other backs who are threatening in this backfield are Daryl Williams. He's going as a late 16th round pick, virtually undrafted, and Jarek McKinnon, who's had numerous opportunities to succeed on the Vikings and even with the 49ers and has failed. Don't worry about these two guys. They're not a threat. Don't draft them. Don't even star them or watch them on your waiver wire. Just go get Clyde and move on. Tyreekiliki Maka is the thing we say on a brisk NFL Sunday day. Tyreek Hill. Man, I love this guy, the cheetah. He is a absolute monster on the field. He will leave you in the dust. How we are leaving people in the dust in these fantasy drafts on this podcast. I love Tyreek Hill. He was virtually unstoppable during the second half of the 2020 season posting 26.6 fantasy points per game, not to mention a 58-point week in Week 12 against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. He finished second last season in yards on passes thrown 20-plus yards or more down the field, making him arguably the best deep threat in the game. He can separate from anyone with ease to the point where it's simply unfair. He's a cheat code. Plug in the game, Genie. Rock up some codes and run through those levels with that invincibility. He starts every game with that Mario star and it seems like it never runs out. But with all that being said, a mid first round pick? And before you start calling me Mr. Negative, I have nothing bad to say about him. I love him. Tyreek Maka. 
I wish I could take him, but I can't. A mid first round pick? Are you nuts? You know the drill. Running back, running back, running back. How many times do I have to drill this in your skulls? I'm even sick of saying it at this point. We can't take wide receiver in the first round. We just can't. The first round is for the captain, and the captain has to be the workhorse running back or it all falls apart. It just has to be that way. So as good as Tyreek is, as fun as he is to watch, we have to fight the temptation and pass on the speedster. Temptation, 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 temptation. We just can't do it. And it's not because he's short or anything like that. He isn't a boomer bust player. He's the real deal. I get it. He is the real deal. But I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to get as many bell cow backs as you can early and often in your drafts. You need to buy the house before you get the Ferrari. Don't be the guy who drives the Mercedes and lives in a one-bedroom apartment off in the boondocks. What are you thinking? Be smart. Set yourself up for success. Ugh. And guys, guys, what are we doing? Why do we do this every single year? Every year we think there's going to be some breakout from the guy who's lining up on the opposite end of the field from Tyreek. And every year we're disappointed. And here we are with me, Cole Hardman, again. Now you might say Sammy Watkins wasn't bad. But Sammy Watkins is an experienced vet. And all these other guys that they keep mixing in can't play. And it was evident. The evidence is this offseason, the Chiefs went out and showed some real interest. Some real serious interest in free agent wide receivers that included Juju Smith-Schuster and Josh Reynolds. And this is everything you need to know about Mecole Hardman. This is it. This is your proof. He can't play. And I'm pretty sure he's the spokesperson for Lando Lakes Butter because he can't catch anything. His drop rate was 13.7%. He had a 13.7% drop rate, which was one of the highest marks for all wide receivers. The Chiefs didn't land anybody in the free agency, so now they're forced to roll out with this guy. They're forced into this position, and he certainly is in a position to finally make good on his second-round draft capital after failing to earn consistent playing time in the past two years. And I know he's going as a late 12th-round pick. I know you might think he's a good flyer to take a gamble on in that high-powered offense, but he's not. You're wasting your time, and you're wasting your roster space. The offense runs through that power trifecta of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Those are the three guys that will eat from the time that whistle blows until the clock reads zero. Yeah, he'll have one, two, maybe three games where he scores and gets a big catch. But keep sight on the fantasy aspect. You will never be able to predict when Hardman will boom and those booms will be rare. So why waste your 12th round pick when there will be guys like Naheem Hines, Paris Campbell, or even a Robert Tanyan still floating around. I know it's the Chiefs and the offense is electric, but be smart about this and pass on Hardman. Don't waste your time. And the same can be applied for any other receiver on this team. Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. Do not waste your time on these guys. They are simply boom or bust players that you'll never be able to predict. Oh man, I am captain negative on this pod today and I don't think I'm quite out of the woods yet because 
We've already passed on two of the three trifectas in Kansas City. So how about the last one, Travis Kelsey? He's entering his ninth season at the age of 32, and he has showed no signs of slowing down. I understand his dominance is in a barren wasteland of tight end production, but his ADP as a late first round pick is asinine for two reasons. One, Kelsey is coming off a pinnacle career year in yardage and touchdowns with only room to go down. Two, if you are in the boat of prioritizing tight ends early, then grabbing Kelsey around earlier than someone like a George Kittle or Darren Waller is just silly when the gap will be minimum between them. I understand the argument the tight end crazies make, and I honestly don't have a strong rebuttal against it, but I'm just not a tight end guy. It's always my weakest position on my team, and I've never had any issues when following the robust running back draft strategy. So if you want to take a tight end early, I still wouldn't look until about round three after you solidified your two running backs. When your running backs are secure and you feel great, if you want to get a tight end instead of a premier wide receiver, knock yourself out. If Waller or Kittle are available, go for it. But I'll be passing. I tried tight end once before, way back when Jimmy Graham was in his heyday with the New Orleans Saints, and it didn't work out for me. What works is running back, running back, running back, early and often. But the interesting thing to also keep in mind when drafting Kelsey early are these new reports coming out of camp. NFL Network's James Palmer reports that the Chiefs could deploy more two tight end sets than they ever used in 2021. And why that's interesting is because the Chiefs used more multiple tight end sets this summer and fifth round rookie Noah Gray out of Duke has been a standout in minicamp. The Chiefs traded up for this guy and they're making it a point to use him and get him more heavily involved in the offense. And I think it has a lot to do with their lack of faith in Nicole Hardman. I wouldn't go as far as to drafting Noah Gray on draft night, but I would certainly star him and add him into your watch list. If he succeeds early and it's apparent that his usage is going up, we might want to grab him within the first three weeks as one of our waiver wire grabs. So I know with one of the most exciting teams in the league, I know it sucks to pass on Mahomes, to pass on Tyreek Hill, and to pass on Travis Kelsey, but I strongly advise you do that. I strongly advise you resist the temptation, resist the urge to draft these electrifying players on your team because you really need those running backs. I can't say it enough. I know it's annoying. I'm annoying myself at this point, but the ADP for these guys is too high. The stock is too high. Don't buy stocks at their peak. Buy the dip. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the dip. He didn't reach expectations last year, so now we're getting him on the low. It's all about value in fantasy. Remember that. Don't buy high. And all of them, the trifecta in Kansas City, the stocks are too high. Well, that concludes part two on this very awesome Wednesday. I hope everybody enjoyed both the Chargers and the Chiefs episode. We will be back tomorrow with a very special guest to help me break down the Las Vegas Raiders followed by Friday's episode, which will also include a special guest to close it out on the Denver Broncos. So until then, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.